Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. Alright, it's the middle of the night, and I am at my Airbnb at the event. And I just woke up and had the weirdest epiphany. (laughs) Just had the weirdest thought come into my head. So bear with me, because I want to I want to tell you what happened first, and then I want to get back to this insight. It's really weird. Okay, so okay, so I I I went to this event, and I did the same thing twice. The same like the same flight twice. Okay, so. In July, I I took this flight and I I, don't know, I think I paid about approximately thirty five dollars for a taxi ride to the airport. Uh, I was really really stressed out about it because I didn't want to miss the flight and um, and it was super early because. I had to be at the airport by five. And, but in, in the first flight, I, I was able to check into my flight the day before. And so I had my, I had printed out my, my, you know, pass to get on, on the flight. And I had a carry-on. So I was able to bring my suitcase uh, to with me on the flight. But the, it, but they have this, this really cool thing where the where the um the person um uh takes your bag and then they put it underneath and then they bring it back up. They like you get it right there on the tarmac. It's it's really really convenient. Um and smart, but and that's what I did. So so I got there and and I decided that I wanted to do that. It was really nice. So I and then I get on the plane and it is. It was the first time I had flown in a, in a while, and so it was like the coolest thing. And it's kind of a small airplane because um, it's a. I live in a pretty small town, so. Okay, so, and it was it was like pretty flawless. Um, actually, both ways. But when I was on my way home, uh, from that from that event in July, uh, on the way home the. It turned out okay, I think. I was super early, though, so I spent a whole lot of time at the airport. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so, so, okay, so in the process of everything, I learned that I can park my car at the airport for free, okay? So that's what I did. So I buy my tickets for this flight 
what I think is the same way that I bought my tickets for the other flight. Um, and I was really excited. I didn't have to pay the $35 or worry about um, the taxi getting to my place because I was going to park my car, right? Easy peasy. The only thing I had a concern about was not finding a parking space. And I have to admit that that was that was a concern of mine. Like, what if I get there and there's no parking space? And I was even thinking about it on the way there. I was like, oh my God, what would I even do? And then, um, and then I was just, you know, doing these mind tricks on myself. Like, don't, don't manifest that. Stop, you know, thinking about all these alternatives, you know, because our, our brain is trying to protect us. It's trying to protect us. It's doing what it's supposed to do. You know, it's like sort of like a, a mother, you know. As a mother, you know, remember when my children were really small? I don't think it's gotten, it's gotten a whole lot better. But I mean, when my kids were really small, I was a nervous wreck. And I swear to God, anywhere I went, I knew of every danger that could be, you know, come upon my child. <laughs> everywhere we went like my brain was just you know and so my brain is like on the way it it just goes off and it's like okay well what could go wrong I mean what could go wrong and what am I gonna do about it um and my brain was doing that on the way to the airport but it turned out okay and I found a parking spot and it the it sent me this uh, United, it's United Airline, and they sent me this reminder that I, I need to check in for my flight the day before. So I try to check in for my flight, and it's different. Okay, it's different. It it's like it will not let me check into my flight because of my carry on bag. Okay, so this is what it said. It said that that this little feature where I check in the bag and then um, I, um, I'm, I'm trying to see my brain is trying to figure this out even now, but okay. Um, so it wouldn't let me check in my bag without paying money. It said that I had that I had basically what I had done is I had bought a ticket that I was not allowed to check in a bag. I wasn't allowed to bring a carry-on bag. Uh, so I, I hadn't. I guess I hadn't paid for a carry-on bag. Oh, here was the other thing. Um, I thought I had bought a seat. I thought I had actually paid for a certain seat. Okay, and and. My return flight, and I want to be really, really clear about this. It was really strange. So I had done a late return flight. So like this, the same. It was the same flight as what I had done three months ago. Okay. And and so and then about uh, three weeks ago or whatever, it said United just decided that I wasn't taking the late flight and just booked me on, on a flight 
I don't even know why. They just changed my flight. I was wondering if they just canceled the late flight. I, I don't know you know what what's going on with it, but it didn't seem like I had a, a choice. And I was really upset about it. I was really quite, like, angry. Um, and would actually pay more. I would have paid more to be able to be on the flight that I wanted to be on. And maybe I'll call United and ask them if, you know... I can actually upgrade my ticket somehow home because it really upset me that they changed my my booking. But I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I know this sounds so childish, but I really didn't. I thought I was booking my flight exactly as I did the last time. I didn't know that I had had made a mistake and had not paid for my ticket and my seat. I mean, my carry-on in my seat. I just didn't know. I, I really didn't. Um, so I, I, I have to go to the lady to check in um, my bag. That's what it said in the, in the, when I tried to actually get my boarding pass, it would not allow me. It said that I had to go talk to the lady or the person, the ticket person to check into my flight. So I go and I and I talk to her and she tells me, okay, this is what she tells me. You have bought a basic ticket and it does not include a carry-on bag. So you have to pay and and your and your um you have to check in your bag. You don't have the option of a carry-on. And I said, but I said, but can't I do because it had actually said that I could do this, you know, this trick where you give it to them and then they put it under the belly and then bring it up to the top for $25. And then the other was $35 to, um, to check it. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, and so I even figured that they were upset because they weren't getting a handling fee for me. Um, I even had this like in my head that this had something to do with money. But, and I didn't really care so much about the money, but she told me that I categorically did not have the option. The only option that I had was to check this bag. So I checked the bag um, and, and, and then it, it's just so weird. So at this airport, they, they have these flaps, like it's, it's like this thing that like, and you can't like move around it. You have to actually move it to get around it. And it says like, like, I don't know if, I don't remember what it said, but I didn't think they were checking in they were allowing people to go through the security. Um, but I saw people on the other side of it. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So they are letting people check in. So I go to go through security and, and I'm by now I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit annoyed. I'm annoyed that I have to go to baggage claim. 
And I'm also going to have to pay an extra $70 because I'm going to have to pay $35 both ways to check my bag. And if I had known this, I would have paid the extra. So I was a little bit annoyed. So I end up um, going through security. I'm standing behind this, this couple and who are... I mean, they're very, very quiet. They're not being obvious about it, but I can kind of sense that they're fighting a little bit. Um, perhaps he has dementia to some point, and he was just trying to figure out the security thing. Because, I mean, they literally make you almost undress, you know. But so I'm, I'm standing in line, and I, and this guy, it said jackets, but I didn't have a jacket on. I had a, a sweater and the guy made me take off my sweater and so I was mildly annoyed because I was like it was so dumb to me I'm sitting here and I'm watching this process you know and I was I was well alive before 9-11 so I was you know I had traveled quite a bit before the craziness of what goes on with us, with what we have to go through to get through a security checkpoints or whatever. Now, when I was live before all this madness, I'm sitting here and I'm, and and I was I was actually thinking about it, and while, okay, so. <laughs> it wasn't even anything that I had ever really considered before. Um, but I had this like fleeting thought go through my head. You know, it, what was it? Three airplanes were hijacked. And which is, which is a pretty rare occasion, rare, consi- like if you really think about the greater scheme of things, Three hijacked airplanes were not, are not a lot statistically. There's, there's like, I had a pilot once tell me, you know, there's 7,000 flights a day. There's probably even more today than there were when this pilot told me this. And seven flights, 7,000 flights a a day in the United States. And three airplanes that day. And and I have to tell you, I really thought it was strange <clears throat> that these airplanes were actually hijacked in the first place. <clears throat> um, knowing what I know, because I was a flight attendant when I was young. I know it's nuts, but I, I was a flight attendant when I was young. So I, I've always wondered, like, how did that happen? But anyway, so... And then our rights, the, and, and there's all this stuff going on with it that I find like so interesting, like the mindset of a person who is in the position of authority. And so I was like mildly annoyed at this guy that he actually asked me to take off my sweater. I'm just admitting that. I mean, I was, I was just kind of like, what? And, um, but 
I took off my sweater because that's what he asked me to do. I wasn't going to argue with the guy, but... And then we have to go through this x-ray. This, like, almost literal x-ray. And... And... I have this really weird thing that all of these times, they something has been coming up on my face, which is, like, the weirdest thing. My face has been coming up as kind of a hot spot. I never just get through security. They always, like do this extra thing with me that I just, I don't understand, you know, but it's just also very weird to me. Um, and kind of just slightly miserable, but the first flight that I went on, no big deal. This one was just a little bit more annoying and I had to just stand there and wait for, for this couple that were not doing well. Uh, but anyway, so I'm sitting there, I wait, I get on the flight and I didn't get my seat. In fact, I got, and it could be that I didn't get my seat because I didn't do an online. And in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm checking in online next time because I think that's what happened. Is that the first time I checked in online before and this time I'm just going to pay the $35 I'm going to check my bag and I'm, 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 you know, I'm not, um, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do this, but I was the last seat on this airplane. Like, and, and I was happy that I got my window seat because I really like looking out the window when I go on a flight, but I, I was in the last, I mean, it was the weirdest thing because I had, I had, I thought I had paid for my seat and it didn't even occur to me that because I couldn't do an online boarding pass that I, that I, they just gave my seat away. Like I thought that the seats were assigned, you know, like I thought I had bought my seat placement. Like I paid an extra $15, I thought, um, and so I went and I, I was sitting in the back of the airplane and I, and the last time I flew, I, I, there was nobody sitting next to me and I was sitting there and I was just incredibly happy. I was really happy. Like I, I was sitting there, I'm looking out the window and nobody's sitting with me. I'm, I'm really quite com comfortable because it's a small airplane. It only has 13 rows. And this time, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all. I was, I was, I was sitting in the back, and I, I, and I, and I had this immediate thought: like, how did I create this? How did I create this situation? Because we're the creators of our reality. How did I create this? situation and and so I I I and I was really sad I, I was sitting in the back and I, I'm just admitting this I I know that this may sound just so silly but I 
I was just so sad that it had gone down the way it did. That my, I mean, I was just like, you know, so I just was speechless, really. I, I just, and, and I was sitting next to a lady who was like nice enough, but, um, and, um, And it's so weird. Like, nothing is the way that it used to be. Um, I mean, nothing. It was so weird because she was like, so she comes by and she, you know, what would you like to drink? And I, I decided to get just water. And she goes, would you like a snack? And I, and I actually said no because I was afraid that, that if I had, it would be a fee. And I just didn't want to give her my credit card. Like, I was just like, nothing is the same. Like, it's the weirdest thing, the way things are now as opposed to, to just, you know, it's almost absolutely everything is just about money and not about customer service. I was thinking about how people just being so crammed into this airplane and like there's hardly any, and it was so uncomfortable like I think that I may have been able to to put my seat down, but the lady who was sitting in the seat by me had raised the seat, the the armrest, so that I couldn't press the button. And um it was just like it was just so weird. But the epiphany that came to me was that that it's both like is it possible that it's both that we are creating our reality and there is this reality yeah cuz cuz you know as i as i'm into i guess my own my own practice I have realized, I realized a while back, I had this realization that two things that were seemingly incongruent could both be true. And, and notice that both were true. It was really bizarre. It was really bizarre, but I started to actually notice that. And so is it possible that we are creating our reality and then there's also this reality that's sort of objective that's just happening and they're both they're both happening instead of the way that I've been thinking about it it's either A or B maybe it's A and B because I don't know how I created that situation yesterday on the flight and so we end up landing and um, and my, and my son had asked me, you know, like by text, he's like, well, how was your flight? And I, I just lied. And I said, it was good, but it wasn't really that great. I just lied and said it was good because I didn't want to care. 
I really didn't want to care about, and I, I'm, and I was, I, I knew to some point I was responsible for how it had gone down. I wasn't entirely sure how I was responsible for it. Um, but there was nothing I could do about it and I got there safely. So it was fine. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't good or it wasn't like horrible. I mean, I got there and, you know, in one piece and my luggage. I mean, that was a whole other thing my brain was doing. Um, cause usually I'm not separated from my bag. I've been bringing on a carry on bag for years. I haven't checked a bag in years. And so I was, um, I was separated from my bag and I was going, well, what if they accidentally, you know, and I don't have any clothes, you know, I mean, I was just, all these scenarios were going through my head and, um, I was able to pick up my bag and there it was and everything was fine. Um, so I had this, uh, this really weird thing happen, um, the other day. Well, actually, this is really strange. And I want to talk about this too, because it's like very, very similar. Okay. So if we create our reality, why did I create this? All right. So I'm driving on this, on this pretty remote road in Arizona, uh, last week I'm driving and there's this guy in back of me and he's not hugely on my tail, but he's, you know, driving in back of me. And, and this is a road that generally has, has the option to pass. It's not a road. It's a remote road. It's two ways. It's a two way highway, like one lane, both ways. Like it, it's, um, so if you get behind somebody who's slow, but in this case, it's not really that big a deal because it won't be long before you can pass them. But anyway, so I'm driving along and all of a sudden <laughs> this, it looked like a baby chipmunk comes running onto the road and I, I break slightly to try to miss the chipmunk. This all happened in like one one thousand. So like it was it was probably a second and a half, maybe. Okay, so you know how it is when you're driving and it, you know, and something happens and it's kind of like slow motion. So it felt a little bit longer than that, but it really wasn't. Because if you think about you're driving, you see the chipmunk, you may hit the chipmunk. I put I tried to put the brakes on so that the chipmunk would not die. And I don't know. I don't think I hit the chipmunk. So I think the chipmunk lives, lives. <laughs> but I happened to look in my rearview mirror. And this guy is flipping me off. Okay. And the car behind me, I can see him flipping me off. So he is angry with me because I put my brakes on slightly to try to save a chipmunk. I guess he would have preferred that I just squished the little guy. I don't know. But 
I have to tell you, I was, I was mildly annoyed and I, I just simply pulled over and let the guy pass me as soon as I could possibly pull over, which wasn't that far. And the guy just sped past me. Okay. Keep driving. And my brain is doing what my brain does, taking over momentarily and just as fixated on that you know, that angry guy that flipped me off, you know, having all these superlatives for him, you know, oh my God, what a jerk, you know, I just, um, and me trying my best to not react and not fixate on this situation, but my brain, you know, and so it's, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Cause I don't even want to think, I don't want to waste one second of my life on this. Um, so what my brain starts to do is it starts to like, almost like, what did I do wrong? And a lot of times we don't even like, you know, a lot of times I always loved this when like people would ask me, you know, would you do things different next time? And a lot of times when, when they ask me about a scenario like that, like I probably am never going to have those factors happen in my life again that way. With that, I mean, it's just, it's just the weirdest question for me. Like, like, you know, but so I'm sitting there and I was like, I don't know if I would have the capacity if I were in a situation to not put the brakes on to save the chipmunk. I don't know if I could do that. I, I mean, I really don't. I don't know if I could just keep going at the same speed. I, I just, I, I don't know if I'm capable of that. But I, so I, I started to really just think about this. Okay, well, well, I did what I did. And, you know, and I'm not sure that given the situation again, I wouldn't do the same thing again. You know, it, it made him mad, but, you know, whatever. But and I'm just sitting there and I'm trying to not think about it. And I've talked about this over and over again, that, you know, these situations where something is there and me trying not to think about it, it's just, ugh, it's really challenging for me. Don't think about that thing that I'm thinking about. So, but this time I was like, I really... Okay, what are you going to do? So I started to listen to music. I was just like, okay, what do I want to listen to? And while it was still there, so I was doing two things at the same time, which I practice in my brain all the time. I'm not all the time. I'm exaggerating. But I practice this, my friends. Where I am in one place, I'm in two places at one time. I practice this. So... My, my brain is like, it's doing a lot of things because it's driving a car on top of it. I mean, theoretically. Um, so, so I'm driving and I'm thinking about the flipper offer person and, and the music. So I have these two things going on in my brain. Okay, and then the flipper offer guy is coming in and out and the music is kind of prevalent. And so then then the flipper offer guy just gets fades, kind of fades into the distance and I'm more focused on the music. And then, you know, and I didn't tell anyone. 
It's like, I'm not going to talk about this with anyone because this is another thing that we have this habit of doing. I know this is funny because I'm talking about it right now, but I'm talking about it um, for a different reason. So, so, um, so we have this habit of like triangulating things. Now they call it triangulation in a family where something, an incident happens with this person. So we call another person to talk about it. And and I wasn't going to like call anyone. I wasn't going to talk to anybody about it. I wasn't going to like make this thing a bigger thing. It really wasn't that big a deal. I wish I wouldn't have seen it and I wouldn't have even known that he was mad. But it is what it is. I saw the guy flip me off. He was mad and um, it is what it is. But I was like, I'm not calling anyone. I'm not telling anyone about this. I'm pretending like that didn't even happen. This, this microsecond of stupidity that my brain has latched onto and, you know, is trying to make a huge deal out of, (laughs) okay? (laughs) This is my practice, is learning to not be, not react, not go down that road of what my brain is wanting to do about that scenario. Because... I am practicing learning to stay in a happy place regardless of what is happening in around me the seeming reality around me okay I'm trying to learn how to to not take the bait of going down that road with that that mildly annoying situation that just happened that is so insignificant but my brain has practiced making a big, huge, hairy deal out of it. So, so then the other day, I had the weirdest thing happen, my friends. This is so bizarre. So I'm, I'm driving home uh, from another place. I drive a lot on my job, like a lot. And so I'm I'm driving home and I get in front of this two trucks. So I'm 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 in back of these two trucks. I'm not in front of them. I'm in back of them. And they put on their blinkers to make a right and I'm actually too close to them now that I think about it. It was partly my fault because I really was too close to them and it wasn't a situation where I could get around them, even though it was a a two lane each way situation. So I could have gotten in the other lane, but this was all microseconds. Remember, like it's like one one thousand, two one thousand. But this this first truck, and they were they when they turned, they were like it felt like they were nearly at a stop, and I. And I was mildly annoyed. I was just, oh my God. Like, (laughs) I mean, I barely could stop to miss them. I'm just going to say that, you know, and it was probably was partly my fault, but I didn't realize that at the moment. But so they turn and then I keep going 
And then in front of me, I can see, and, and, and you know, and I have actually had the weirdest thoughts about this, that maybe I saw an aberration and I didn't actually see this. This has been something that has been like, kind of like, did I really see that? Or did I see, um, anyway, so probably 30 feet in front of me, there is a coyote that runs across a four lane, like, you know, situation, because I don't know if it's a highway. But it's a four-lane road. This coyote just... I mean, right across the street. This guy, the guy that I'm watching, and this guy doesn't... It seemed like he didn't put his brakes on whatsoever. But he did not hit it, the coyote. And I was thinking about... If I had not been stopped by those trucks back there, I would have been in that situation and been having to figure out what to do. And this guy did not, I don't even know if he had the the chance to put on his brakes with this animal. And it has occurred to me that I actually didn't see, because um, strangely enough, I've I actually asked um, to be able to see things in different dimensions or different, I guess, dimensions. I've actually asked for that. And perhaps I was seeing an animal that maybe a ghost, like a seemingly a ghost. Maybe it wasn't really um, a real coyote. I don't know. But it was the weirdest thing. And I was thinking about that I was glad that I wasn't in that situation because I may have actually hit the animal and I would have been really upset. Um, I see animals all the time on my travels and there's some places that, and they come suddenly because like you turn a corner and then damned if there isn't this deer, you know, like right there. And I I don't want to hit an animal. I really don't. And so one time I actually saw a bear, a baby bear. It was crazy. He was really little and he went under a, um, a, a like a railing on the side of a, a highway. It was a mountain. It was just the coolest thing. That little, it was a brown bear. Um, but anyway, so... <laughs> What, what I'm really trying to say is, is that, I mean, I just think that it is interesting that these things happen that, that I get mildly annoyed about, but maybe are working to my advantage. And I, I'm not always able to see it like I did between the slow truck and the coyote, because I was able to pretty quickly make that correlation that I was I was glad that I was behind the truck and I slowed down and I didn't hit the coyote because I may have hit him and it would have really upset me. And 
and I, you know, it's so, it's so like this term, you know, that everything really is working out for us. And sometimes we can't see how it is. We don't understand it, but everything is always working out for us. But the, the reason why I'm sharing this right now has to do with, well, actually my practice, because I think that it is, it is, it is significant for us to learn, you know, this, that I've been talking about for a while to, for me to practice non-reaction. And I, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm just going to say that. It's a practice of mine. I haven't gotten there. I mean, I still have the initial reaction to people reacting to me. Uh, um, you know, I had I had done this um, podcast a few weeks ago, you know, about the guy, you know, it it annoys me to no end when people honk at me when I don't get into an intersection in their time frame. Now, and it depends also about where I am in my mindset that day, how much it annoys me. I mean, I might get mildly annoyed, you know, if I'm in a good mood. I'm just using that as an example, the term. I'm in the zone. I'm having a good day. I'm, I'm in a happy place. Oh, that guy honked at me. Oh, whatever. But if I'm not in a great mood, like something's already happened that day, then it's going to really make me mad like it did that day. It really made me mad that that guy, I mean, he couldn't wait a microsecond to to allow me to like, you know, because I mean, they actually say you need to look before you go into an intersection when the car, when the light turns green because there are people who run red lights so accidents happen if you don't take that microsecond to make sure that it's safe to go into the the um you know the light to go into traffic that way and so i i'm i'm trying to get to a place where these things you know are just you know whatever, you know, like I, I'm not reacting to it. Uh, and so I'm practicing this, but it was the weirdest realization because I have been generally always taking responsibility because I believe that I create my reality. So how did I create that? How did I create that reality yesterday that the flight was not like the flight before. And I mean, I was really disappointed. And and it sounds really silly. Like, why were you so disappointed? Like, what does it matter? But it mattered because I was so excited. I was so excited to take this flight. You know, I was excited to take this flight and because I'm going to this event and <clears throat> and I wanted it to be a good experience, like the flight that I had taken to, you know, three months ago. 
had a really good experience. And then this time I, I didn't have a great experience. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And should we expect every experience to be great? And, and I feel like that is the goal. The goal would be for us to get to a, a situation where, where it's either, either pretty, you know, mundane and benign to great, not it wasn't a good experience. Does that make sense? <laughs> but, and, 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 you know, and then it's like, and why? Why would it matter? But I, I think it, I think it does matter in the sense that I want my life to be generally happy. I want to be just generally happy in my life and 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 I want to have good experiences. And so but the thought that that while I am creating my reality there there is simultaneously a reality happening around me that I'm not responsible for. Like, I'm not responsible for everything. And in fact, in some ways, there's a whole lot that there's not a thing I can do about, with the exception of my reaction to it. And learning how to not be annoyed by the person honking behind me um, so that I have an enjoyable ride (laughs) since I drive a lot. Anyway, just... Just fun. I just think it's so interesting. Just because um, our life, this is this is really what our lives are are made up of. It's just life. It's just living. It's just our life is getting on the airplane, taking the ride. You know, it's. Our life is made up with a whole bunch of series of, of just living. And so it's, it's, it's important to me that as many of those experiences be joyful as humanly possible. And so I'm going to do what I can. And what I can do is to learn and practice making another choice. And, and listening to the music instead of fixating on the flipper-offer guy. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to end this podcast. I appreciate you listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap. <laughs>